Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, how to be a loved and respected leader in your home. So awesome presentation today. I'm looking forward to to giving it to you guys. Um, So a lot of guys, they, they struggle with this, right? Maybe they feel like they're maybe loved, but not really respected, or maybe they feel like they're kind of respected, but not really loved, or, you know, they're not generating mentally, emotional, sexual intimacy with their wife. Um, the way that they want, right? Or maybe they're not getting the respect and love from their kids that they want, right? And maybe that's extending out other areas. So we're going to talk about today how to get there. So my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and a marriage coach, and I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So some weak fluence from the guys in our program, the strong men, strong marriages system. So Guys, they're going from talking about separation, divorce, to spending time together, cuddling on the couch, like big change, big win. Um, going from separation talks to spending time together as a family. Also just huge changes. So catching mosquito cycle moves before acting on that. If you're not familiar with that term, we'll, we'll cover it again today. But basically it's just kind of, um, you know, uh, manipulative, kind of needy, weak things. <laughs> um, and so like being able to not... Uh, act on those is good. Uh, so having the courage to have difficult conversations, get to win wins, super powerful, uh, reconnecting with what brings joy, right? So we talk a lot about, you know, whether you're bringing a full cup or an empty cup to the marriage, if you are not feeling very good about yourself, if you're not doing things that you enjoy, you come to the marriage kind of empty, right? And you sort of need your wife to fill you up and eventually she gets tired of that. So what we need to do instead is fill ourselves up spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, so that we can come and be ready to give to our marriage instead of needing our wife to give to us. Okay. Guys are talking about and finding win-wins about religion, which can be a very sensitive topic. Even if you're both Christian, you can have different ideas about how that works um, within your marriage. This for me, my wife was actually gone most of last week with a friend. So she was filling up her emotional cup, which was great, uh, with a really great friend. And, um, you know, this time I just really missed her a lot. You know, a lot of times when she goes, you know, I'm busy and I don't really, uh, I don't know, think about it that much or something. But this time I just really missed her. I feel like our hearts are just a lot more connected than they've ever been. Um, you know, we've got that connection now, mentally, emotional, sexual, it's all good you know, the physical, everything's there. And so, you know, that's what I want for you guys. And you can get there. And we're going to talk today about, you know, some of how to do that. So before we talk about what it means to be a loved and respected leader, let's define some things. So what's a leader? So a leader is someone who's a guide or, you know, a conductor, basically it's a person that other people follow. Okay. Um, another definition is a person with commanding authority or influence. A lot of times we think of it sort of more that way. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We think of it in terms of like almost a military person or like a CEO or someone that just like tells people what to do and they do it. You know, we can think about it that way. So like a person who directs a military force or unit is another definition of a leader. But another one's this conductor idea, like someone who conducts an orchestra, like, okay, now you play, now you play, right? And it creates something beautiful. It's another way to think about it. So respect 
means a high or special regard or esteem. Okay. So if you respect someone, you hold them in high regard. Okay. You value them. So esteem means, you know, to set a high value on or to regard highly and prize accordingly. Okay. So if someone respects you, then they, you know, set a high value on you. They prize you, right? They put you in, in a high uh, regard. Okay. So that's what we're looking for. You know, if you want to be a loved and respected leader, that's kind of what those means. And now we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but there's kind of some, some issues here. If you are you know, trying to force your wife to, you know, put a high value on you, or you want to be esteemed, you know, more highly than your wife, you know, that's a big problem. So there's basically three types of leader. So there's a dictator type of leader. There's a doormat who isn't exactly a leader, but it's like a, a type of style we can try to lead by. And then there's the developed. So we're going to describe what all three of those are uh, today. So the dictator, this is more of like that military leader mindset. Okay. So what they're looking for is obedience from other people. Okay. So he feels his ideas are the best, you know, he knows best, right? He doesn't really listen to other people very much. Okay. Or if he does, he listens kind of to prove them wrong. Right. So, you know, in a, like in a military setting, kind of needs to be that way, right? You can't have a bunch of people with different ideas, you know, coming and doing this. You know, it's um, like, like saying, oh, I want to do it this way. I want to do it this way. No, you need to act as a unit and there needs to be a strong leader. And that's why I have the chain of command and all that in the military. Okay. Uh, or like a, a coach on a team, right? So we're watching NFL playoffs right now. You know, they call these plays down to the guys. and Everybody needs to execute on that play, right? Or else it's going to fall apart. Okay. So one, the receiver can be like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd rather run a different route today. Okay. I don't really feel like doing that. No, everybody needs to be on the same page and executing the plan that is set out by one leader. Okay. So the dictator's mindset is, as a leader, right, is follow me and do what I say or else, right? Or else something bad's going to happen. Okay. So again, where it works is like, sometimes at work, it can sort of work, right? Definitely with teams, like with coaches, you know, in the military, you know, it it basically is going to work where there's a significant threat for disobedience. So like at work, you can take a dictator approach, right? Because you could say, Hey, if you don't do this, you're going to lose your job, right? So there's a threat, you know, right there on them if they don't obey. Okay. Or on it as a coach, like, okay, or you're off the team, right? You're, you're gone. You know, if you're not going to listen to what I say, you're off the team. Okay. Or in the military, it's like death, right? Do what I say, you're going to die. Um, and so again, the dictator, it's not, that there's no role for the dictator mindset. Okay. When it comes to being a leader, it's like, you need to obey me. You need to do it now or else something bad's going to happen. Right. Sometimes there are places for that, but here's where it doesn't work. Okay. It does not work at home or really at church either. Okay. Basically it doesn't work where people are free to choose whether to follow you or not. Like where there's not like a big consequence, right? Where it's voluntary that they're going to follow you. Okay. So look at home or at church, you, you, you might get obedience out of fear for a while at church. Really it's, it's barely going to work. Um, you know, if you're like, Oh, you better, you know, come to my church or else you're going to hell. You know, that's kind of the main fear one, but 
nowadays, a lot of people are kind of gravitating away from that. Right. And, you know, seeing, well, I'm going to choose a different church, right? Like people can bounce from church to church. So, you know, you, you can't really force them to say, but talking more about home, right? Cause we're talking about how to be a leader in your home. You might get obedience out of fear for a while. Okay. You might tell your wife, Hey, you need to spend less or, or else. Right. And then maybe she spends less for, for a while and she's kind of afraid. Right. Or, Hey, you need to do the dishes. I'm not doing them anymore because that's your job. Right. And she might do it out of fear because she doesn't, you know, she's worried you might get really mad or something like that, where you can approach that, do that with your kids. Hey, do this or else, right? Or else you're going to have a consequence. Okay. Some of that you have to do as a parent, you have to give consequences, but as kids get older, so if you don't have teenagers yet, um, it's a, it's an experience because this doesn't work. This stops working, right? Where you're like, Hey, you better listen to me. You better do this. Right. Why? Because I said little kids will pretty much do it, but as they get older, they won't. Right. And so dictator falls apart because now it needs to start being voluntary that people follow you. Okay. So now the dictator, it is a strong stance. And so that can generate attraction from your wife at first. Okay. So if you come in and you're a strong guy, Oh, do it this way, do it that way. Right. Your wife can say, Oh, like this guy's, this guy's strong. Right. And that can be attractive. Women, they're attracted to strength overall. And so a dictator can look strong, but really they're not. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and it, it doesn't really generate long-term love, right? Or attraction, okay? And it's also not going to get respect long-term, which is high regard and esteem. Because like, if you're telling your wife what to do all the time or thinking your ideas are better or not really listening to her, okay? She is not going to hide you, hold you in high regard or esteem long-term, Right? Or if she does, she's going to feel like she's a loser and not be attracted. Like if she doesn't want to be around someone that makes her feel like a loser, right? She's not attracted to that. Okay. And so it's going to create problems. Okay. I did this for a long time in my marriage. A lot of guys that I did too, that I work with, right? They kind of have this mindset, oh, I'm better. I know better. And then their wife kind of agrees with it, but she's also not attracted to it. Okay. So Bottom line is the dictator, he's not going to, you won't get people who want to follow you willingly, right? Because to do that, they need to know you have their best interests at heart. And the dictator maybe does, maybe doesn't, but his, his main thing is you need to do what I say, right? And he's hoping to get respect that way, but people get tired of it. They don't want to listen, right? And eventually get disconnected in marriage, get a poor relationship with the kids and grandkids. They don't really want to be around you because they know you're just going to basically judge them and tell them what they should be doing. All right. So that's the, the dictator. Okay. That's one leadership style. The next leadership style is the doormat. Okay. So the doormat sort of has this mindset that is around in Christianity, which is, you know, it's better to give than to receive. Right. And so you put other people first all the time. Okay. So, you know, you're doing the five love languages around the house, you know, with money, your wife can spend whatever she wants with sex. So I don't need to have sex ever because my wife doesn't feel like it. Um, with, uh, you know, around the house, you're doing like all the work around the house and making all the money for the family. Um, you are taking care of the kids more than you think is fair, right? Doing more of the cleaning with religion. You're kind of, you know, letting your wife take the lead or maybe doing some religious practices you don't totally agree with. Um, whereas the dictator would be like, you better do religious practices this way or else you're wrong, right? The doormat says, oh, just like 
I'll go along with whatever you say. Okay. And again, this can be motivated again, sort of from a place of wanting to serve, right? Wanting to put other people first, wanting to give more than receive, right? You know, this guy, he doesn't express his opinions often. Um, it's hard for him to do that uh, because he's worried about upsetting other people. He doesn't want to make anybody angry. Uh, he wants to be liked, right? Okay. So he takes the yes, dear approach. You know, your wife says, oh, you need to do this. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. You need to do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. Now, and your wife might even complain like, man, you don't really take much leadership. And you're like, well, I'm doing everything you tell me to do. Okay. But, and he's the yes man, right? When it comes to work or church or um, home, right? Yeah, I'll do it. Sure. I'll do it. So he often feels overwhelmed because of this, right? But he keeps going, right? He keeps on serving other people, right? Because he thinks it's the right thing to do, okay? You know, there, there isn't really a lot of leadership here. He's more of a follower for the most part. Uh, he's trying to make people happy a lot. And here's the thing. People often love this person, right? So, but they don't really respect him. Okay. They don't really hold him in, in that high of regard. Okay. They, they love that he'll pretty much do whatever they ask him to do. Um, but they don't really respect that. Okay. And it's, it's at first in a marriage, it can seem attractive. Okay. Because your wife's like, oh man, this guy, he does everything. He just loves me. He, he does so much for me. And she's like, wow, you know, this guy really cares. Okay. The problem with the doormat is that there's actually something below it. Right. And what's below it is that he wants something back for everything that he's doing. Okay. And that's what becomes unattractive over time. Okay. It's what I call the mosquito cycle that we'll explain in a minute here. But again, the doormat, he's, he's not much of a leader. He's, he's trying to make people happy. He's trying to serve. That seems like a good Christian thing to do. People do love him for this, but he's getting overwhelmed. He's getting, you know, starting to get kind of resentful and frustrated. So, Doormat approach where it works, you know, it does work at church uh, and work sometimes, right? People, for the most part, they get what they want from you, right? And what do you get back? Okay. Because the doormat wouldn't exist if he wasn't feeling like he got something back. Okay. What you get back here is attention, appreciation, and affection from other people for your service, right? So at church, if you're like, at all the activities and you're cleaning up and you're helping and are in the community, right? You're at every event and all that. People are like, wow, like this guy really cares. He's really about the community, you know, and they tell you that and you get a lot of uh, an ego boost, right? You get attention, appreciation for that. And it feels good, right? Or at work. Oh yeah. You know, Mike, he's here early. He stays late. He's really committed to the team. He's a team player, right? Maybe even get promotions because of your willingness to sacrifice yourself for the, the team or for the company. Okay. So, you know, you, you get that, right? You're getting something back from it. Okay. And even at first in marriage, you get some things back, right? Cause you're doing this, right? And a lot of times, right at first, your wife does give you attention, appreciation, affection, and even sex back for kind of laying down yourself for everything that she wants. Okay? At first in the marriage, it does work, but eventually it doesn't again, because she senses that you want something back for all this. <laughs> okay. So, but the doormat, it, it, if you're the boss at work, it doesn't really work because look, you're loved, but you're not respected. You kind of get run over at work. Okay. And again, where it doesn't work is home. Okay. Your wife doesn't really respect you because she knows you're actually trying to manipulate her. 
Okay. And you might say, no, I'm not Mike. I really just want a server, but here's the test. Okay. You're, you're here on this podcast because you, you're, you're not getting what you want, right? You're not getting attention, appreciation, affection, or sex back and you want it. Right. And you're getting upset when you don't get it. Okay. You know that internally. And, and maybe part of you is like, well, I just have to sacrifice more. I just have to get more, but it doesn't work, right? It just won't work long-term. Because again, you're not being a real leader. You're not going to get love and respect through this strategy. Okay. So she starts to stop giving you attention, appreciation, affection, sex back. And so you start getting resentful. Okay. You start getting resentful for doing more than your fair share. Okay. The other thing with the doormat is you tend to get indulgent. You're an indulgent parent with, with spoiled kids who don't have much responsibility. Right. So, you know, you want to make them happy. You want them to like you. And again, people do like the doorman. They do. They like him because he'll do pretty much whatever they want. Yeah, but they don't respect him. Okay. And so with the dictator, it, people sort of respect him, but they're more just kind of afraid of him. Right. And, you know, they don't really hide him, hold him in that hierarchy regarding the scene that they want to follow him. So really the dictator and the doormat, they're all part of what I call the mosquito cycle. So what the mosquito cycle is, is and we're going to talk specifically about your marriage, but you can apply to other places too. But so you do nice things for your wife, right? You, you cook, you clean, you, you do the housework, you, you give her love notes, all that stuff. Right. And for doing all that. Okay. You expect attention, appreciation, affection, and sex back. Okay. So it's the happy wife, happy life mindset. And this is more of the doormat area. Okay. I'm going to make her happy. I'm going to do everything to make her happy. I'm not going to say anything that might make her unhappy. If I do that long enough, what I can, we're going to, what I can expect back is a happy life. Meaning my wife will do what I want. Give me attention, appreciation, affection, sex back. And at first it kind of works, right? For the first several years of marriage, it can work, but eventually your wife knows what's going on. Okay. Now outside of the marriage, this can work almost forever because people will continue to give attention, appreciation, and affection back, not sex so much, um, for you, you know, going over and beyond at church, for going over and beyond at work, for going over and beyond in the community. Okay. Um, and even people from the outside, they can look at all the service you're doing for your wife and say, man, like you're doing so much, man, you're such a great husband. So everybody seems to recognize it, but it's because they don't see the rest of this cycle. Right. Because the rest of the cycle is this. Okay. So you're expecting attention, appreciation, affection, sex back. Eventually your wife senses that the mosquito, right? I call it the mosquito because you're trying to suck these things up. You're doing nice things, but you're trying to suck off attention, appreciation, affection, sex. So eventually your wife stops giving you those things and you start getting frustrated, right? You start getting mad. You start getting passive aggressive. You start getting resentful. Okay. And these are kind of boiling beneath the surface for a while. But eventually you explode or you escape. Okay. So an explosion would look like getting really mad at your wife saying, look, you know, I do all this for you. You won't do any of this for me. You know, I want to have sex more often. You know, I need you to stop spending so much money, right? Whatever it is, you get mad. Okay. And then, or, you know, you escape. Okay. You escape into pornography, you escape into a fairy, you escape into work or whatever, just so you don't feel so frustrated, right? Because look, you feel like you're doing everything that you should be doing, but you're not getting what you want back. Okay. So you explode or you escape. Then you feel guilty after doing that and you'd go back to doing nice things for your wife. Okay. 
you're like, oh man, I feel bad. I, I shouldn't yell at you. I'm so sorry. Okay, let me just double down on making sure I'm trying to make you happy and doing everything I can to make you happy. Okay. And then maybe for a little bit, you get a little bit of attention back, but then it stops because again, your wife knows you. She knows you're the mosquito. She knows that you're trying to suck these things up. And so she stops giving you that. You get frustrated, you explode her escape. And it's just the cycle that repeats over and over again. Okay. So again, the doormat's in there because he's trying to make his wife happy to get attention, appreciation, affection, and sex back. Okay. The dictator's in there when he doesn't get what he wants. And so he gets mad and says, well, you need to do do it this way because you're not going to give me what I want. So you, you, you know, I tried being nice. Now I want you to, now you just need to do it. Right. So they're both in there. The dictator and the doormat, the thing is they both show weakness, right? They need other, they need other people to either obey them so they can feel good about themselves or tell them that they're great, right? Give them, Oh, like you're so amazing. Thank you for, uh, you know, thanks for cleaning the dishes today. You're so great. Now I'm going to have sex with you. Right. Or, you know, or they need to feel like people just like do whatever they say. Okay. And tell them their ideas are great and obey them. Okay. So both of them, they're both needy, right? They're both manipulative. They're both trying to get people to do what they want, either kind of covertly by, doing nice things and expecting something back or overtly by just telling people what they need to do. Okay. So being needy and manipulative, guess what? It's not attractive. Okay. Your wife doesn't want to be around that. And long-term it does not generate love or respect. Okay. So how do we, how do we get to being a loved and respected leader? So we become what I call the developed leader. So we got the dictator, the doormat, and the developed, right? The developed leader, he's he's totally outside of this mosquito cycle. He's not doing any of this stuff, okay? He's internally strong, okay? The issue with the dictator and the uh, mosquito is that they're trying to borrow strength from other people. They're trying to suck that off from other people, right? Either by having them obey or by having people tell them how great they are, okay? But the developed leader, he's already strong inside right? He doesn't need to borrow strength. He's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually strong. Okay. He anchors his self-worth in God and he's a follower of Christ. He gets his worth there, right? He's a man of his word. Okay. That's where he gets his self-confidence. He's a man on a mission. That's what directs his actions. Okay. He knows what he wants in life. He's going for it. Okay. He's not needy for the attention, appreciation, affection, or obedience of others to feel good about himself. So guess what? This strong guy, he is attractive. Okay. Women want to be around a guy like this. Your wife wants to be around a guy like this. Your kids want to be around a guy like this because he's not trying to boss his kids around so he can feel good about himself or trying to like, you know, indulge them so that they are like, so he's the favorite, you know? Okay. Like he's a guy people want to be around. Okay. He loves God. He feels God's love for him. Okay. He's living that first great commandment. The developed leader, he's also living the second great commandment. Okay. Which is love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. The way I interpret that and I think is valuable for a marriage, right? Is you love your neighbor equally to yourself, not more than yourself, which is the mosquito, right? Or the doormat is the person that loves other people more than himself, right? That basically never asks for what he wants, just always tries to do and make other people happy, right? Without ever taking himself into consideration, okay? But that guy gets resentful eventually, right? Because again, because look, Jesus told us, you need to love your neighbor as yourself. You need to love both, okay? You can't just love your neighbor and hate yourself, 
Okay, that's not the deal. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. He also doesn't love himself more than his neighbor, like the dictator, where he thinks he knows best and everybody else just needs to follow it. Okay. He loves people equally to himself. He values him. He values and respects the opinions of others, and he values and respects his own opinions, both. Okay. He knows how to communicate well with others, right? He knows how to listen, value what other people say, especially his wife, right? And he knows how to express himself well. And he knows how to get to agreements that work for both of you, okay? Where both people are represented, where you're really a team, okay? That's the developed leader, okay? He's willing to have difficult conversations. Sometimes people just dodge and don't want to talk about it. It's more of the mosquito mindset, right? Oh, man, I don't want to upset my wife. I don't want to make things worse. I don't want to rock the boat. So I'm not going to talk about what's bothering me. I'm not going to express my opinions, right? I'm not going to say what's frustrating me because I don't want to upset her or make things worse, right? Or ruin my chances of having sex, okay? So the developed leader, though, he's willing to have those conversations. He says, look, you know, if I want the relationship to be better, I have to be willing to rock the boat. I have to be willing to change things. Maybe things will get worse for a little bit, but we need to work towards something better. We need to find something that works for both of us. And right now this is not working for me. So let's work for something that works for both of us. Okay. That's what the developed leader does. And he doesn't come in and say, it's my way or you're done, right? Which is win, lose, or yeah, I'll do whatever you want, which is lose, win. He works for something that works for both of you. Okay. That's strong. That's attractive. That's what a developed leader does. Okay. So at home for sure, you know, with kids, right? Especially as kids get older, having more of a collaboration with them. Okay, what's going to work? What are consequences that make sense here? Okay, at, at church, at, at work, right? He's finding these things that work for both of them. He's not killing himself. He's not telling everybody what to do. He's finding a good balance, okay? He also asks for what he wants effectively, okay? A lot of guys have a hard time asking for what they want from their wife, right? They don't really know have the tools to do it, so they don't, they don't do it or they're scared to rock the boat, so they don't do it, right? The other thing that a developed leader has that the doormat does not is boundaries, right? He's going to be willing to say no to things. Okay. The dictator is okay with that, right? He can kind of say no to things and he tells people what to do, but he can't really accept that other people might have boundaries too, right? Where the developed leader understands both, but the developed leader, he has boundaries, right? He's willing to say no to things. He knows what his priorities are. He gets the most important things done and he says no to other stuff. And if he has time for other stuff, he adds it, right? So this guy, he has both, okay? He is loved. Why? Because he genuinely cares about other people, right? Where the dictator is not loved because he doesn't care about other people, okay? The other thing about the mosquito or the doormat is that he kind of cares about other people, but really he cares about what they can do for him back, okay? And that's what that mosquito cycle is all about, right? Where a developed leader already feels loved and valued, right? And he goes out to serve other people. Okay. So he genuinely loves other people. He's giving from a full cup. Okay. And so when you are that way, you're loved back, right? It's like the scripture says, like we love God because God loved us first. We try to demonstrate that same thing to the people around us, right? We genuinely love the people around us. Okay. But also he's respected. Why? Because he has boundaries, right? He isn't a pushover. He represents himself. He asks for what he wants right? He's willing to listen to you and he's willing to express himself. Okay. So again, he's loved and respected because he loves and respects others. And that's what we want to be. You know, he's strong. 
internally strong and he's skilled interpersonally. He knows how to communicate. The other thing he knows how to do, right, is create fun and intimacy and flirting and passion. He has some game, so to speak, right? He knows how to flirt and have fun with his wife, right? And that's, that's the one that's reserved for marriage, you know, where you're not really doing that with your boss, hopefully, right? But you're doing it with, uh, with your wife, okay? So how do you become the strong, loving, respected leader in your home? How are you to become the loving and respected leader in your home? Okay, so step one, you got to build internal strength. Okay. Call this strong men, strong marriages. It starts with you being a strong man. Okay. So spiritually you need the strength to have your value based in God. So you're not trying to borrow it from other people. You need to be, know what you're doing in life. You know, have, be a man on a mission, have priorities. Having priorities is what's let you set boundaries. Okay. You need to have mental strength. You need to understand how your thoughts work and how to adjust them. 99% of the guys out there don't know how to do that. Okay, in my program, we teach you a very specific skill that you're going to practice daily and get really good at. Emotional strength, not losing your temper, you know, not burying your emotions until they explode. Okay. Most guys, again, aren't very good at that. We learn very specific skills in the program to do that. Physical strength, make sure your physical strength and finances are in order. Okay, that feels good and it's attractive. Sexual strength, making sure you're integrating your sexuality, right? God gave you a penis just like he gave you arms and legs. You need to know how you're going to use it. Okay. You need to determine that and live true to that. So once you're strong in those areas, okay, this creates trust. Okay. Trust in yourself because you have self-confidence, right? Self-esteem, self-worth, all of that, right? Now your wife can feel safe with you and she's very attracted to you. Okay. So this guy that's strong in all those areas, he's attractive. Your wife wants to spend time with you at that point. So do other people, your kids do all of that. But now that's not enough, right? You also have to add interpersonal skill because once people you know, look at this in like a dating type situation. Like you're the strong, attractive guy there. But when a girl comes up to you or when your wife comes up to you, do you know what to say? Do you know how to communicate with her? Okay. So that's what you have to add next, you know, communication skill. How do I express what I want? How do I really listen at a deep level? How do I get to agreements that work for both of us? And then adding that physical intimacy component. How do I bring fun, flirting, passion, you know, bring back the kissing, the holding hands, you know, and the sexual intimacy, right? So bringing all that piece in, you know, that's what creates an incredible marriage. Okay. So, you know, in other areas, right. Outside of your marriage, you're not really bringing that physical intimacy piece, but with uh, all of the relationships you do need that trust and communication piece, right. To be loved and respected as a leader. Okay. So again, when you do these, right. So you build internal strength. Okay. That builds trust. You know, you need three pillars for a passionate marriage, trust, communication, intimacy. So trust, right? Brings respect, right? Also like you're generating love for other people right there, right? And then you add communication to that. People now, they just love you. They respect you, right? You're able to value them, value yourself, okay? So you need to learn how to do that right? Then you bring that physical intimacy piece with your wife and exclusively with your wife, right? So you have outstanding mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy with her. With other people, you have great mental and emotional intimacy, right? You're able to understand them. You, again, are loved and respected because you value them and value yourself, okay? When you do this, guys, you're a loved and respected leader in your home, and you're an outstanding example for generations to follow. You know, whether you come from a family who's had great male leaders, and you're wanting to continue that, or you've had 
you know, not great male leaders and you want to be that, you know, you're going to be that for your kids and your grandkids and all of that. And you're going to be someone they want to be around. People want to be around someone that they love and respect. Okay. And this is how you get there. So if you want to get there, right? If you want to become a strong man by building your internal strength, then create a strong marriage by bringing communication and that physical intimacy piece, come join us in the strong men, strong marriages system. So it's, it's new now because I've got three tiers that we can work together, can kind of do it yourself. We can work together in a group setting where we can do some one-on-one work together. Okay. Those are the three options and they're priced differently according to, you know, the amount of work that we do and how it all works. So check it out at strongmenstrongmarriages.com and come join us, right? Come build your internal strength, come build your interpersonal skill, bring trust, communication, intimacy, become that strong, loving and respected leader in your home and create outstanding mental, emotional, and sexual intimacy with your wife. All right, guys, stay strong. We'll see you next episode, hopefully over on the, on the website. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.